<laughs> what a joy it is. Valley Community Church knows how to welcome each other. It's a, what a joy. Today I want to talk about Christmas, that Jesus truly is the light of the world. But before that, I want to give you uh, some information. Did you know that according to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, while both male and female reindeer grow antlers in the summer each year, male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter, usually late November to mid-December. So this is our thought process. So female reindeer, however, retain their antlers till after they give birth in the spring. Therefore, according to every historical rendition depicting Santa's reindeer, every single one of them, from Rudolph to Blitzen, had to be female. <laughs> and we should have known this when, when they were able to find their way. Some of you are desperate because you're waiting for me to get done early so you can finish your shopping. But let me talk to you about some desperate measures here. Little Johnny went to his mother demanding a new, bi a new bicycle. His mother decided that he should take a look at himself and the way he acts. She said, well, Johnny, it isn't Christmas and we don't have the money to just go out and buy you another anything you, that you want. So why, they don't, why don't you write a letter to Jesus and pray for one instead? After his temper tantrum, his mother sent him to his room, and they finally sat down to write a letter to Jesus. Dear Jesus, I've been a good boy this year and would appreciate a new bicycle. Your friend, little Johnny. But little Johnny knew that Jesus really knew what kind of boy he was, brat, so he ripped up the letter and decided to give it another try. Dear Jesus, I've been an okay boy this year and I want a new bicycle. Yours truly, puts a smile on it, little Johnny. Well, little Johnny knew this wasn't totally honest, so he tore it up and he tried again. Dear Jesus, I thought about being a good boy this year and can I have a new bicycle? Sign, little Johnny. <laughs> well, little Johnny looked deep down in his heart, which, by the way, was what his mother really wanted. And he crumpled up the letter and threw it in the trash can and went running outside. He aimlessly wandered about, depressed because of the way he treated his parents and really considered his actions. He finally found himself in front of the church. Little Johnny went inside and knelt down, looking around, not knowing what he should really do. And little Johnny finally got up and began to walk out the door and was looking at all the statues in the church. All of a sudden, he grabbed a small one and ran out the door. He went home, hid under his bed, and wrote this letter. Jesus, I've broken most of the Ten Commandments. I shot spitwads in school. I tore up my sister's Barbie doll and lots more. I'm desperate, but I've got your mama. <laughs> if you ever want to see her again, give me a bike. 
Signed, you know who. <laughs> Amen. Desperate measures. But how many of you know in desperate measures, um, it can become very serious. It can be life and death. History tells us on Christmas Day in 1914, during World War II, if you ever studied the history of the trenches, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of men were killed, and it was an awful sight. Legs and arms and heads, bodies blown apart, fighting day after day after day. But on that Christmas day, they made a truce. Both the Germans and the British climbed out of their trenches and both wanted to celebrate Jesus. History tells us that they shared their cigarettes, they shared what they had. They had laid their, their guns down and for a whole day they played soccer. By the way, the Germans won three to two. But to this day, every Christmas day, the military, the Germans and the British will play a soccer match. What brought them there? Desperate measures. Thought processes of what would be of that day if they were home in their warm house. One of the men that were, was there who lived through the war wrote this, and it was printed in the papers. All this talk of hate, all this firing at each other that has raged since the beginning of the war was stayed by the magic of Christmas. It is a great hope for future peace when two great nations hating each other as foes have seldom loved one side vowing eternal hate and vengeance and setting their venom to music. Should on this Christmas day, and for all that the word of God implies, lay down their arms, exchanging smokes, and wish each other happiness. The real reason for Christmas is Jesus. Jesus truly is the light of the world. My focus today is to help us all understand wherever you're at in your life and wherever you're at in your religious thoughts is that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Can even stop a war in the middle of it where people can recognize the light of the world, the birth of Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter two, verse 11, it says, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Christ comes from a Greek word, and it's called Christos, and it means anointed. In the Old Testament, the word Messiah means anointed too. In the Old Testament, we find this word that is translated Messiah 39 times, but 37 times it is translated anointed. And we must recognize that the word of God 
is, is a word that guides us into the reality of life and the reality of how we can handle the things that we handle in our everyday walk on this world. The question that I want to ask is, what does it mean Jesus is the anointed one? I guess I could personalize it and say, what does it mean Jesus is the anointed one to you and me? What does it mean to your situation? What does it mean to the things that you are facing? What does it mean to your home, the place of business that you own? In the Old Testament, there were three groups of people, the Bible tells us, who were anointed. We know that Jesus was anointed, but there were three that were anointed. They were the prophets, they were the priests, and they were the kings. They were commanded by God, these three groups, to anoint these three groups of people, the prophet, the priest, and the king. And the Bible clearly states us with the same wording that Christ was the anointed one. You know, it's really good news for the situation you and I are in. Jesus Christ, the anointed one, is our prophet, he's our priest, and he's our king. So what does that mean? When it says Jesus is the prophet, it means that we can hear God. The prophet was the one that was given the anointing to speak the words of God, to literally say to you what God is saying to give to you the direction that God was giving. And that's what the prophet was in the Old Testament. But because Jesus was born, because Jesus is a reality, he's alive today, and he's in us, we must understand that he is speaking to you and me. He is giving direction. You are not lost. There is hope in your situation. I can hear God, even if I'm not perfect. I can hear God. Because the prophets spoke to those that did not serve God and those that did. The prophets spoke to those that struggled in their walk with God and he brought correction, he brought direction. And God wants to do that too. That's what Christmas is talking about. That's why we celebrate Christmas. It's because God still speaks to us. So Jesus is now our prophet, and he lives in every one of us. Jesus was born into this world, yet through Christmas, he can be born into our heart when you accept him. You see, when you celebrate Christmas, the gifts and everything that you do, my suggestion to you, if you have not already, is celebrate that Jesus Christ can be your Lord and Savior. And you can accept him as Lord and Savior today. God speaks directly to you. He said it clearly in John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they do follow me. It's all through the Bible that God wants to speak to you. He wants to tell you who he is. He wants to tell you who you are. 
He wants to tell you the next step that you were to take in that situation that you're in. You think there's no hope to this. You think all is lost. And God says, no, I know the past, present, and I know the future. I can tell you the next step for you. I can help you in this situation. So when you're sitting around the table eating all those wonderful tamales and everything that we do eat, I want you to remember that Jesus is talking to you, that Jesus loves you. Jesus came and was born so you and I can have a personal relationship with him and we can hear God. How does that take place? Some of you would say, how does God speak to me? Impressions in your heart. He speaks through scriptures if you read the Bible. And through the Holy Spirit that resides in you if you're born again. Jesus is our prophet. He is our anointed one. He is the light of the world that has a voice. He is a light of the world that has a voice. Secondly, Jesus is our priest. This means that we can enter into the presence of God. We can enter into a place where he is. Isn't it amazing how I've learned through the years that I'm always wanting him in my place? God wants us in his place. In the Old Testament, the only people who could enter the presence of God were the priests. They could go into the Holy of Holies where the cloud was, where God himself dwelt. Jesus came, and this is what Hebrews tells us. Jesus was born, we celebrate Christmas, and the book of Hebrews tells us this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So you can enter into the presence of God because you have a priest that stands daily for you and once for all, he bore your sins on the cross. He continually, the Bible tells us that he continually proclaims the blessings, the things that he has said to you. He covers it with confession and proclamations to the Father. So Jesus is our prophet, means we can hear him, he talks to us. Jesus is our priest, means we can enter into his presence. And the third, he is the king, and he is our king. The king means Jesus Christ rules and reigns over everything in our lives. Every situation, every family problem, every financial problem. Christmas is a joyous time, but some of us have emotions. 
that are being overwhelmed. Some of us struggle. We don't see victory. We hear victory all the time in church programs. We don't see victory in our life. But I want to tell you, he does speak. We can be where in his presence. And he is our king to bring victory. That's what Christmas is telling us. That's what Christmas reminds us of. We battle to have joy. I want to encourage you, Jesus Christ is king, and Jesus Christ is your king. I want to encourage you, Jesus Christ speaks to your situation. Jesus Christ says in your situation, in your struggle, he is here for you to be in his presence, and where his presence is, there's great joy and there's great peace. Jesus is asking of your life. He's asking of you, as a king, you can live victoriously in every area that you live because Jesus Christ is Lord. And, you know, one of the most amazing things as I wrote this about the Christmas story is when you look at it, it's so ordinary other than Jesus. What I mean is that we, we feel like we have to be someone super extraordinary in order for God to work in our lives. He's asking for ordinary people to come into his presence so that he can do extraordinary things. Mary and Joseph, ordinary people. Bethlehem, an ordinary city. Born in a stable, cave. Others were born in stables and caves, ordinary. Jesus' earthly father was a carpenter, ordinary. Jesus, growing up, did ordinary things. But here's what the extraordinary is what extraordinary about Christmas is Jesus came, he is the Messiah, he is the Christ, he is the anointed one. He speaks, we have the ability, because he's priest, to be in his presence, and he's King of kings and Lord of lords. No one speaks any higher than him. When you look at the things that you're challenged with or the joys of your life, he's become your healer. That's why we prayed for people. Not because we have some extraordinary talent, but it's because the Bible says to anoint with oil, pray the prayer of faith. And in that atmosphere, people can get saved of faith and healed. It says, lay hands on the sick that they may recover. Recovery is a time frame, but it is there for you to, to receive. Many people have prayed. 
people did not get better. But I'm telling you, he is your healer. Jesus is the light of the world. The word Christmas, Christmas, means a celebration of Christ, or in essence, more of Christ. The celebration of who he is. I love Christmas, the way my wife decorates our house, the beauty of this, all the people that decorated this church. Isn't this beautiful here? Amen. And I don't want to be smug and say, well, this is a church. It shouldn't be. You know what? This is a church where we should celebrate. Celebrate one another. Amen? So I want to encourage you to keep Christ in your Christmas because he is the one to make your ordinary life extraordinary. He is the one that can speak to you and give you a word that can comfort you today. He is the one that leads us into the presence of the Father who is love. You're never alone. And he is the one that rules and reigns in our lives. Because every one of us need victory. There's always some area of our life that we have need. There's always some place in our life because in this world, you will have tribulation. In this world, there will be difficulties. But if you will trust in the one who is prophet, priest, and, and king, but he is Lord. And he is the one that can change that situation if you will see him as the light. In a moment, we'll be lighting our candles. The lights will go down low and you receive direction on how to light your candle. Let's believe in this victory. I want to ask that if you would bow your heads and close your eyes. And as you have bowed your heads, maybe you need to receive him as Lord and Savior. Jesus can bring light into your darkness. Jesus can do the very essence of the things that he wants to do in your life if you will let him be the light of your world. Father, bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen.